Hey guys. Hello. We gotta make so, it light. It's a it's a it's yeah a, it's um, trigger warning. It this is <laughs> we're just doing a light trigger warning. Just a light um, trigger warning for eating disorders, child abuse. Um, because we're gonna be talking about the women's Olympic um singles final situation. Uh trigger warning for drugs, uh drug abuse, uh child exploitation. Abuse. Physical abuse, emotional <laughs> abuse, eating disorders, eating disorders, restriction, you name it. It's there. Probably. It's there. So um, if you cannot deal with that, I would absolutely recommend just dropping off after we talk about Leanne Wong. Um, <laughs> and titanium. <laughs> and titanium. So after that conversation is over, um, you could totally drop off. If not, you could like continue towards the, you know, Capri Suns <laughs> type thing. But then after that drop off, we won't mind. Oh, um, no offense will be taken. No offense whatsoever. I feel like taken. anyway, like that's halfway through the episode and I'm pretty sure Spotify counts it anyways. So exactly. So um, please be sure to mind yourself. And if you are dropping off, well, hopefully we'll see you next week. See, I can hear, yeah, myself, I can hear myself on your end. Oh, me talk. You want me to talk? I'm talking. Oh, cool. So there's a little bit of an echo and I can hear me talking on your end. (laughs) What the hell? Invite friends. I'm. Why is it saying? (laughs) Uh, Okay. Okay. I hate it here. Breathe, bitch. Breathe. Don't choke. I took a sip of my water and then I had to sprint to mute myself because I just had to (laughs) cough up a lung real quick. Hello and welcome to episode two of Oceans Apart. I'm Margo. And I'm Gabby. Wow. This is, we're back. We're back. Round two, 10 plays so far. 10 whole plays. Whole plays. 10 people. Mm -hmm. And Margo just discovered that like, there's this like what we don't want to alienate people we don't want to alienate those viewers <laughs> that is so true but I like also, whoever you are that randomly found us that is between the age of like 20 and 30 you we appreciate you we love you thank you for tuning in I'm also thinking it's possible that it's like somebody just has their like google account set higher on spotify or something like that because I know when I first made like my email my email thinks I'm like three or four years older than I actually am so I, it's feasible that someone's just set their age higher oh you're so right but I do think it's a little funny that when you go on our analytics right now, it's just like 22%, 28 to 34. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know any millennials. Like, I don't, what? Um, I told my besties. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many besties, but also Pat knows. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he's also, you know. Yeah, well, and I also think, I don't know if my roommate listened or not, but I know she knows about it. I don't think she listened though. But anyhow. Your poor roommate. I love her. She's such she's an icon. She's so great. Oh my God. This is so, you should have. Okay. So I was on the phone with my mom the other day and I found out that my mom is like a massive Euphoria fan. No. Yes. And so, okay. I really need to learn 
like at this point in my life, I need to learn to listen to my mother when it specifically, like when it comes to trends, because my mom, like nine times out of 10 is correct about the trends. Like months ago, she was like, Wordle, it's the next big thing. And I was like, no, it's not. And she was so right. And now she won't even play Wordle. She's like, it's too popular. I can't get on the bandwagon now. (laughs) She's like, it's too much now. And like her music taste is, you know, she was in like grunge era Seattle in the nineties. So she's just like, you know, fully there. And so the other day I, she had told me before that euphoria was like disturbing. She found it really disturbing. And I thought that meant she didn't like it, but I forgot that this is my mother we're talking about. And my mom loves a good Scandinavian murder show. And so I'm sorry. Oh, what? (laughs) Scandinavian murder show. Okay. You know, she loves a good like Danish but cop show or like sweet like a cop show in Swedish. Like she's a big fan of that sort of thing. And she loved The Wire when it was on HBO in like the early 2000s. So she's like, it really should not be shocked. And so what ended up happening is I'm talking on the phone about Euphoria with my mom because I just finished season one. And then my roommate can hear cut to me turning speakerphone on my phone and my roommate and my mom discussing the latest episode of euphoria and being like wow wasn't that crazy i can't believe she would do that and like cassie oh my god what's going on i was like what is happening right now it was pretty great i want everyone to know that gabby decided that the time to start eating was when we started recording which is right right now it's just me talking (laughs) Like I you muted myself because, because I didn't want to be like, I didn't want it to be like you telling the story and it being really funny, but then like a, in the background, like that's horrible. But now it's just like me talking incessantly and no response. Like, it's just, there's nothing coming from your end. And also like you, we were for the talking. listeners, for the listeners, audio description, um, I'm nodding incessantly and laughing. <laughs> So if she is getting a response, it's just not a verbal one, which I acknowledge is kind of weird for a podcast, but <clears throat> here's your audio description um, for our, oh my God, wait, no, that doesn't make any sense. Cause why would, why, N- never mind. <laughs> oh my God. Oh wait. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> what I wanted to say. <laughs> Anywho, so that's my little story for the week. Do you have a little story of the week? Do I have a story of the week? A little no, quickie little bit? I, I do not, except for the fact that Gerard got this really cute whale, like plushy, and it's, it's so adorable. And he's currently eating my jumper. Gerard, stop that. He loves his chew toy. He already cute. tore it apart. And the whale, we're calling it Senor Whale. Classic classic because I we, have mr. Tree. we have mr tree we have burb not bird burb burb yeah because, no because yep because there's an ongoing debate as to what this bird is like some people say that it's a turkey other people say that it's uh it's really bizarre where is burb speaking of my lungs and throat hurting um i went to karaoke the other night downtown that was fun. How did that go? It was fun. I, I wasn't sure what to expect, but I ended up going like a friend invited me. Oh my God, the burb is so cute. Wait, give oh, me a side profile. 
Okay, hold on. Wait, I'm sitting okay, back down. That is absolutely not a turkey. So that's not say- a turkey. That is not a turkey. I grew up around so many fucking turkeys. That is not a turkey. Um, and I also want to ask the people who think this is a turkey, what kind of turkeys have you seen? In no, your literally, life? because that is not a turkey. This is not no, a turkey. I'm not. Some hate, people I'm say chicken. Shaming. No, I'm not. But this is not you. a chicken. I'm not shaming you if you gave either of those answers, but I just want to know that they are not correct. <laughs> they are so not I, correct. I feel like it's some kind of exotic bird. But I don't think it's a real it, bird. I don't think it's a real but, bird. Like it, everyone says that it looks like they were making a, like a, a bird, but they just ran out of fabric. <laughs> so they had to just come up with something else, but this is burb. And that's why we call it burb because we don't know what it is. It but looks it like. Is, it, it could be like an artistic rendering of a dodo bird. Um, it could also be like, I don't oh, know. Yeah, you, look at the little. Yeah. Little and like you could, you could just call it a Seahawk because Seahawks don't exist, even though there is a national football team that is the Seahawks, that is the Seattle Seahawks, but that's not a real bird. So you could just Oh my say God, what if this is, what if this is yoss- the yossification of a pigeon? <laughs> what if this is a yossified pigeon? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to do with that information. Maybe it is. I mean, I'm gonna just say something, and this this is a little shady. But if that's a yossified version of a pigeon, then pigeons are still really fucking ugly. That's all I'm saying. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's okay, Burb. We love you regardless of yeah. whatever you are, even if you are a yossified pigeon which the word yossification oh boy my I have a friend who posted on their Instagram that the Duolingo owl maybe was at their university (laughs) what yeah I didn't like check the post so maybe before I say it on a podcast I should double check but I don't intend to do that um I intend to just spread lies and misinformation because that's what's allowed on the Spotify platform (laughs) um guys don't worry Gabby did laugh at my joke but again she's eating because we started recording a podcast (laughs) um Anywho, but yeah, because nothing says you're recording a podcast more than shoveling food into your mouth. <laughs> Literally, I don't understand because we were just had a pre-recording call for like twenty or thirty minutes, and like, yes, you just got your food, but you could have started shoveling so much sooner. <laughs> <laughs> and in like, I agree, but you're I was also said it in like laugh tracks. Oh God, let's not. <laughs> let's not. That's very, it's giving Fuller House. Um, we want to start like a pop culture rundown thing. Roundup, so, pop culture, brief. Brief, uh, yeah. Update. Um, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Um, if you have name suggestions, please let us know. Can we um, test? Can we test that anchor feature that lets you put like polls questions. and questions on the Spotify? Okay. Yes. I'll send yes. one of those out so we can ask please for do. people because because we want to do like curious. this whole pop culture rundown situation, and we have a couple things to like talk about. 
um, briefly. If you have name suggestions, let us know. But for today, let's talk Tom Holland and Zendaya. The best topic. All the topics. Um, Okay. Best topic. You specifically wanted to discuss privacy concerns, yes? Yes, because... I personally really vibe with the way that they do their relationship. Mind you, because I'm a fan, I would love to see more pictures and more cute mm-hmm. moments and whatever. But as a person who hates people knowing about my personal life, mm-hmm. she says on a podcast, form, on a podcast where I'm not using the name that everybody knows right. me as. Yeah. Um, like I hate people knowing about my private life. Right. Um, so in terms of them, I really vibe with it. Like the only time we've seen them out, like I remember texting you, freaking out, being like, oh my God. Like, do you remember the paparazzi pictures from like June or July? You mean the I original mean, car, car photos where they're making out of the car? Oh, how can yes. we forget? That was a cultural and we were, reset moment. That was you know? such a cultural reset. Oh my God. Like it was, it was giving high school musical era that moment is giving Brittany and Justin in the denim on a red carpet you know (gasps) just like such an iconic moment like J-Lo and Ben like just all the moments all the moments and like I was freaking out and like we haven't seen much of them since and actually the whole press tour for uh Spider-Man No Way Home they like avoided questions like the plague like the it was plague. fascinating to watch because at the same time they would also they swerved like, them so well they swerved the question so well and yet there was still like everyone was still aware and so there was like the way they would interact was still like two people who are very clearly dating but are not going to say that they are dating they are and dating. so it was a really weird I don't know watching some of those interviews it's a very weird like in between where you're like, like I love watching, you know, those compilation videos oh now where it's like Tom Holland and Zendaya trying to pretend that they're not in love for like 10 minutes straight. And it's like them constantly like touching each other. Literally, like, it's the, the touching is so funny to me because they're constantly next to each other and just like tapping a shoulder or a leg or something. And it's like, oh it's yeah, so guys, they're just cute. friends. They're just friends. But like, <laughs> just you know co-workers. What? I think- like they didn't even say that much. They just didn't, it's not that they didn't acknowledge it. They didn't lie. They were like, but they just didn't answer the question. Uh-huh. They just swerved the question mm-hmm. because they were like, it's private, which once again, I really like. Yeah. Cause I never really like the reason why I thought of this was because last night, or I think maybe the night before, they went to a Rangers game. Did you see the photos? You, I saw and they them were wearing Instagram. They were wearing each other's jerseys and like it I had, didn't notice that. So like she was wearing Holland '96 and he was wearing Zendaya '96 because like that's, that's really their cute. Birth year. Oh my! And God. it was so adorable. And then they went like they were having like this date night moment where they like. Um, I think they were going to a premiere, uh, not the premiere, to like a screening of Uncharted, which uh-huh. is Tom's new movie yeah, with yeah, Mark yeah. Wahlberg. And they were like holding hands, whatever. And they look like such a power couple. Like it is such a serve, honestly. Oh my God, yeah. Um, and I really like that like he's genuinely proud of her. Like genuinely oh. 
it's yes. one of those situations where I'm like, okay, he's British. That's my, that's my qualm. <laughs> but is oh my, I God. feel like as an Irish person, I'm obligated to say that. Um, but apart from that, like he never wants to like dim her, sparkle. like <laughs> dim her sparkle. Like if it's her press tour, it's her press tour. Yeah. If he's like doing, if if it's her thing. He doesn't want to be like, I'm in it or I'm doing X, Y, and Z. He just wants to be like, look at this. Like she's doing amazing, which I think is something that a lot of men just can't do. So mm-hmm. like respect to Tom. Mm-hmm. Um, they're so fucking cute. I yes. love them. And I just love the fact that they're keeping the relationship private. Yeah. I think that's all very bad. I feel like, like one of the mind things- your own fucking business. You know, it's so funny because like as a fan, it's so funny how I both want it to be private, but at the same time, the minute a photo comes out, I'm going to look at it and I'm going to see it and I'm going to screenshot it. It's just so weird how like in fan culture, it's just like, it's expected to do both. Like, okay, the big news, right? Is like, is Taylor Swift engaged? I hope fucking so. Reportedly, Taylor Swift, Taylor Allison Swift, is engaged to Joe Allen. She has not confirmed, but the other, this was like Thursday night, all of the like, all the like places were reporting that she's reportedly engaged. Miss Taylor Swift is engaged. I, now there's a lot of debate about whether or not it's fake. I have some friends who think well, it's fake. I personally, I, if it's fake, Whoever is me, whoever put that rumor out there, shame on you. Cause now my heart don't, don't, don't tempt me like that. Okay. Cause bestie the day mommy Taylor is engaged. I'm just going to break down crying. Okay. And maybe not even cry. Just I'll be so happy. You know, like when a celebrity dies and everyone's like, oh my God, I knew them. They're dead. It's going to be like the opposite of that because I don't know Taylor Swift, but I'm going to be so excited. that Like my older sister is engaged because I've grown up with Taylor Swift oh like you feel the same way about Taylor Swift like I love her music yes but I'm not like that big of it like I'm like that with Zendaya yeah so I fucking grew up with Zendaya also like one of the first people that I saw that kind of looked like me that was like mixed and like was good representation she's a good role model and whatever so I was just really freaking excited um but like at the same time like you know how all of this week, like going to the whole engagement thing, this whole week they've been reporting that Tom and Zendaya bought a house together in London, like a four what? million pound house. What together? No. Yeah, no, because he went on live with Kelly and Ryan the other day, and he was like, "That is just so false." <laughs> he was like, how "Where do, is this house? Where do people? Where does and, that come up? How do people come up with that?" all the outlets were reporting just like breaking news Tom and Zendaya bought a four million dollar house in like this really fancy area of London where fucking I don't know who it was Angelina Jolie has a house which like one such a serve two (laughs) um like that is such a serve for them and two like it's not fucking true like he literally was there he was like great when am I getting the keys because I don't (laughs) fucking know about this house this is not my house. I don't know what they're talking about. Um, so in that regard, 
maybe they're engaged maybe they're not yeah, I know the chances aren't good I just want her to be I just want her I just want her to, to be, be happy. happy it's just like you know it's that kind of thing where you watch like so much of Taylor Swift's career has been about her like breaking up with people right and people being mad that she writes all these breakup songs and so the concept that she's gonna get engaged to someone she's been dating for five years feels like this glorious full circle moment that I just can't wait. wait for. Oh, Anywho, topic two, Kanye and Kim. Okay, so I'm very, I'm situation. not, I am not caught up on any of this. Like, I fully don't really understand what is happening. I know so, that we were caught, I know that, yay, I learned that he no longer, he is legally yay and not Kanye, which I did not know. I um knew about Skeet. I know he calls him Skeet Davidson, which Skeet. I think is funny. I think it's a little chaotic, you know, great time. Um, which, really, where did that, like, maybe I'm not a good fan, but like, do think, I don't know where that's from. Do you think it came from. from the video of Timothy Chalamet and Pete Davidson going, Skeet, 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 Skeet. Oh my God, you're so right. That's probably where it was from. That's literally exactly where I think he would have gotten from. Because if I'm guessing that if you look up Pete Davidson, like one of the first videos that comes up is that. So he probably saw that like some of his work on SNL. Um, But to give you a rundown. So Kim and Kanye got divorced or like they separated. Then Kanye was like, I want you back. And Kim was like, no. So then Kanye proceeded to buy a house in front of her. And first, like, I wasn't too, like, I I wasn't like, okay. I was like, that makes sense. Because honestly, the way that celebrities do co-parenting nowadays is like, first of all, I think that it's quite healthy in a way. Mm -hmm. Like some people um, have that relationship with their exes where they can, you know, well they, they can, have they have so many kids <laughs> like they have so many kids makes logistic sense to move near somebody to move exactly so I thought okay this is a logistical thing like that's so smart that way the kids yeah. can go to and from the house then like all sh- hell breaks loose basically um so Kim is dating Pete who by the way right. I I wanted to to talk about this like it's literally the next topic but I'm just going to mention it now because yeah, yeah. it's the same topic yeah um Pete Davidson came back to the to Instagram and he followed Called two people Sebastian Stan and Kim Kardashian and Kim Kardashian what the fuck I saw that on TikTok and I'm like <laughs> it was a TikTok of the people using the filter where you can put your eyes and mouth over like someone else's face and someone yes, had yes, done yes. it with Sebastian Stan and it's like Sebastian Stan trying to understand why why uh Pete Davidson <laughs> just like <laughs> like the like emojis with the two eyes and the mouth like I and you know you know what the poor man like knowing how annoying the press is I wouldn't even be surprised if now he's being hounded being like Pete Pete like Sebastian what do you think of Pete following you just like I don't know I'm not involved Sebastian maybe he's Stan, just a fan of Pete no, and Tommy Sebastian, and that's, Tommy. What I, that's what I'm thinking I feel like maybe like Pete Davidson wants I was thinking about this I was like I think Pete Davidson looks up to Sebastian Stan and like wants to be able to do what Sebastian Stan is which is like play a superhero role and then turn around and have an animatronic penis yes you know and like also like Sebastian Stan is so busy 
because Pam and Tommy just came out and he has another show coming out soon. It's called Fresh. Is it a movie it's, or a show? It might be a movie. I think it's a rom-com I of saw some it. sort. Yeah, it and looks good. I added it's, my girly, it's not a comedy. It's I thought, not. I was like, I don't think so. Because no. at first I was like, oh my God, finally, Sebastian not playing like a villain or like a bad guy yeah. anymore. Like he's finally playing the sweet like boyfriend in like a rom-com. Then You're all telling of a me sudden, he doesn't? He does it. No, did you not see the end of the trailer? You definitely saw like the first bit, and you were like, "Aw." Yeah, and I was like, "Add it to my watch creepy. list." He got well. This real makes sense now because when I added it to my watch list, I saw that the cover art for the show is a hand in like a meat container, like a freeze, like a when you go to the grocery store and there's like meat, and it's like in the little containers. It's like a hand. So I'm guessing he murders I think he's her. He's a cannibal. Oh, well, now I really want to watch it. <laughs> okay. Dude, anyway. You're supposed to laugh. No, now it's just weird because I. <sighs> Insert laugh trap. <laughs> Hi, I would like to just clarify that this is because I like true crime things. I watch a lot of them. And so I am not deterred by Sebastian Stan in a true crimey sort of situation. I would like to just say that I do not. I repeat, I do not endorse cannibalism. (laughs) (laughs) And I would like to just make sure that everyone is aware that is not what I meant by that comment. Anyways. Anyway. (laughs) And finally for her pop culture section. Yes. I don't think this this is in our pop culture roundup. Like this doesn't. No, I I like it. I think it's good because. Is it good? Yeah, because the next okay. topic I think is too big to continue into this. So I think putting titanium here makes sense. Makes sense. It like yes. it, it lightens the mood before between, it gets dark again. Between yeah. <laughs> between Kanye's bipolar and like figure skating okay, and child so abuse. Anywho, and child oh, yes, abuse. Titanium. Anywho, titanium. Um. Okay. So Marco swiped up on my story. For people who don't know, I'm a huge fan of gymnastics. I love gymnastics. It is my like favorite sport. I watch it like basically all the time. I watch NCAA. I watch elite, like everything, right? And Leanne Wong, uh, she, what, what is she? Oh, yes. Olympic alternate, silver medalist in the all-around in at the world championships last year and bronze on floor uh, she is now a florida gator and she has she uses titanium as her floor music okay and it is very leanne leanne is very flowy and she has this gorgeous artistry and she has this like amazing um like musicality to her and it's just very contemporary and beautiful and her routine was also contemporary and beautiful and elite but now that she's gone to college they decided to use titanium like sia bulletproof nothing to lose titanium (laughs) and why but it's like a it's like a violin version like it's okay oh okay because you're not allowed use right words like you're not allowed to use lyrics in so, floor music it bothers me okay it why? bothers me I'm sorry why? it does why? um because titanium like she's using it unironically okay like, he, it's not like 
she's like lol's bulletproof nothing to lose like dude she's actually using it I, and like I, it's listen. giving it's giving very much 2012 it's giving maddie ziegler it's giving dance mom's contemporary lyrical <laughs> spins like it's giving very I have, much i have a couple of things to ago. say on this point i have a couple of like, things to say i feel i feel like there's so many beautiful songs that um that you could do like a beautiful lyrical piece to that isn't fucking titanium and it's like it's listen you're right that there are many other songs that could be used but here's what I'm gonna say first of all as someone who's a big fan of the pop cover using instrumentals I'm fucking obsessed with that shit okay like a Bridgerton moment oh I'm so obsessed with that literally it's what I've been listening to recently like it's like I've been listening to like early 2000s gangster rap and like Bridgerton royalty core and like those (laughs) are the genres that are currently on my Spotify and so for me all about a pop cover I think it reinvigorates an old song and so it makes it new and refreshing while also being a classic second of all titanium is a bop and will forever be a bop I don't care how cringy thinks those lyrics are I, I don't care third of all I think the reason titanium is so cringy is because we now think about Sia as an individual too much I think once you, because I think back then we were not aware of Sia. Like she was just like, oh, it's that artist. Like you didn't, you didn't think about who you were listening to. No, it was the, like, it was the artist that used Maddie Ziegler in her music video. Like that's why we knew her. That's why we knew her. And Sia wasn't, Sia was not the figure that she is today. You know, the whole smile situation had not yet occurred smile that was her wasn't that her album where there was like a lot of ableism and no 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 it was <laughs> you dipshit it, was... <laughs> it was a movie it was the that's it, right. again, it was the maddie ziegler music movie right, 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 right where she played an autistic person that's right <laughs> so like that had not occurred yet and so i think now like our views of sia as well as maddie ziegler are different now than they were back then when time like I don't blame Maddie Ziegler for like all that but also like I don't know it gives like it's not the good nostalgia like it's not but I don't lie nostalgia oh okay and this is my final point because I do get good nostalgia from it in 2012 I was in third grade and I truly believe I low-key peaked in third grade okay my third grade year <laughs> fucking iconic year it's like one of the birthdays I remember the most vividly because nine years old was such a good birthday for me so when I think of 2012 core and titanium that is nostalgic for me it does set off some happy vibes in my brain so I'm so pro using titanium on a 2022 floor routine in addition to the fact that it's an instrumental pop cover which as I've already stated is one of my favorite things right now. <sighs> I don't know. It's like, I think like even, oh, I don't know. It's very much like, not like other girls. I don't know why it has the same for me. Like, I don't know why it is. I like, feel like that because situation it gives, gives off much- exactly like other girls. 
because I feel like all the girlies are interested in like instrumental pop covers because of Bridgerton and Titanium is a song that like if it came on at karaoke you'd all be like like you'd be screaming it you'd be losing your voice over it because everybody knows the words so I feel the exact opposite about it karaoke over there and karaoke over here are two very different things because I feel like we scream every song Mm, you see karaoke I don't know if it's just my friend group or like maybe I've just missing I've been missing the karaoke parties but like here oh what gets a really good Will Griggs on fire that gets a really good when I was at karaoke the other night we did such a mix I'm gonna just name a couple because I feel like it gives you a wide variety we did S&M by Rihanna we did um gimme 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 by ABBA ABBA I really like to pronounce. We did Hotel California by the Eagles. We did Love Story by Taylor Swift. So I feel like that gives you a really broad net to cast. Um, oh, Sweet Caroline. It doesn't get any better than <laughs> Sweet Caroline. But we're not going to sing it. We're not going to sing it. It's copyright strikes. I did one note. You get one note and some tongue clicks. Yeah. Um, so like, I don't know. Once again, let us know your views. Um, do you love Titanium? Do you hate Titanium? Do you feel like Titanium is a very much like it's giving Maddie Ziegler, Bulletproof, Nothing to Lose, like I'm a loner, Tumblr 2014. Do you think it's a moment just, and it's time to move on? Oh my God. It doesn't give me, I just realized it doesn't give me not like other girls vibes. It gives me Tumblr 2014 just for the girls. So, like Tumblr blog that's what it gives me sure I can work with that a little bit more yeah I yeah um okay and I don't know what to say here because my plan is to put music between these yeah so like I don't know how to do a natural transition (laughs) okay let me think about this so Okay, so the fine, so we didn't know if to put this in the pop culture section, but we thought it would need to be a separate section because I feel like this yeah. topic is going to go on ec- like for, a while. It, for a while. And that topic. I is... am whipping out my Capri Sun for this. <laughs> Your Capri Sun. Oh, I need my the Capri Americans. Sons. I need the Americans to like double up with me here. And it's Capri Sun, correct? Like Capri, like Capri pants, Capri, Capri Sun, Capri Sun. Because Gabby says Capri Sun. Yeah, and Capri I just, Sun. I think there's a debate to be had there about Americans and Europeans. It's like the word G-A-R-A-G-E. Wait, you said you so say? many letters. Let me grab a pen and I'm going to write that out. Like you have wordle. to be shitting me. I'm not. I literally. Can you say that one more time? G-A-R-G-A-G-E. A- a- oh, garage? Garage. Yeah, no, it's not carriage, it's garage. <laughs> you wouldn't say, like, no. Carriage. No, like, if you're taking if you're taking your car to the garage, you're saying, my car is broken, like, there's something wrong with the car, I need to take it to the garage. Okay, not- I will admit that your way is far prettier, but it's simply incorrect. You know, sometimes language is ugly, and it's a garage. And you know what? You're probably like in terms of like correctness, I think you're right because technically I think that comes from French. 
So if it is French, it's garage and not garage. Are you so... really about to make me Google the etymology of the word garage? I mean, go for it. What does survey say? Well, I drink my Capri Sun. I'll do some ASMR for you while she does this. It is French, comes from a French word, G-A-R-T-E-R, which means to shelter. Okay. So it is garage. Garage. Because it comes from French. Anywho. Anywho, <laughs> that being said, God, <laughs> that, that being was said. Um, I don't even know how we got here. Um, you um, said so I'm drinking. Skating. I'm drinking my Capri Sun. We got to grow. Okay, so we are discussing the figure skating drama situation. Now, I feel like we should just for those who are not aware, for those who are not familiar with the dramedy drama drum drops. Um, I'm also feel like I need to pull up names. You know, like, do you want to pull up names so then we have them or? Um, I have some stuff. Oh, I came prepared, bitch. Oh, we love to see it. Okay, okay. Because here's what occurred. As you may know, the women's figure skating competition at the Olympics occurred earlier this last week. And the drama was insane because the skater who was favored to win gold. Camila Valieva. Camila Valieva, who is 15. 15. Um test a drug results came back from a test she had taken I believe a month ago yes so the test was taken previously which I think is so there's two wrinkles already that we need to touch on wrinkle number one is her age wrinkle number two is this was a test that was taken a month ago and I think it's very I just think that's interesting that we're only getting the results back now why they took that long don't know so Test results came back that found her that she had three different drugs in her system, correct? Two were not banned, and one was a heart medication that was banned, correct? No, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. okay, okay. Yes, ma'am. Um, okay, so I have the drugs. Okay. Oh, she has which is the a sentence. Drugs. I have the drugs. <laughs> um, shout out to. I-L-Y Zuru. Well, that sounds believable. Um, (laughs) Sounds like a trustworthy document. Who looks like a um, figure skating stan. And honestly, if the uh, figure skating stands are as good as the gymnastic stands, then they know. It's probably true. (laughs) It's probably true. So Camille Valieva's drug test came back positive for trimethazidine, hypoxin, and icarnitine. Only one of them is banned from the Olympics, but all of them can contribute to performance enhancements. And he did the, he or she, they, they did the research. And for anyone interested, here's what they do. So trimethazidine. <laughs> which is (laughs) the banned substance yeah that like this is the one that's banned um it's a drug used to treat angina and other heart related conditions and it works by increasing blood flow to the heart and limiting rapid swings and blood pressure Um, and my understanding of that is it there's some debate about that could help with endurance theoretically yes yes it it helps with endurance because they can do so many more like 
repetitions, right. so many more, so much more training and whatever. Hypoxin is an anti-hypoxant and antioxidant that eliminates the obvious symptoms of hypoxia, including shortness of breath and uneven breathing. So Which even is- if they were tired, you wouldn't even see it because it basically gets rid of those and which is also interesting for other reasons that we can get to yeah and it's also interesting to note that it is used to increase endurance and reduce fatigue by optimizing the process of tissue respiration oh is it l carnite or i carnite i don't know i think it's an i i carnite is a nutrient and dietary supplement oh no Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. is a nutrient and dietary supplement of which plays a crucial role in the production of energy by transporting fatty acids into cells, mitochondria, yep. which is the powerhouse of the cell. <laughs> Dude, that's used to- I was talking to someone the other day and I was talking about how I love how we're like, the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell, but bitch, what the fuck does that mean? No one can actually describe to you what the mitochondria does. We're like, it's the powerhouse of the cell, you dumb bitch, but no one knows I'm- what that means. Anywho. I am just going to assume that the mitochondria pays the bills <laughs> it has to do i think with like protein production but well, like, regardless it's kind regardless. of useless in this it, situation anywho. um any so so a trial by fau which i don't know what that is you can look that up yourself uh revealed that short-term use of all carnate or ir car i carnate car- carnitine whatever it's called helped 24 fit men perform more powerful sprints on stationary bikes than the control group. And they also produce significantly less lactic acid, helping them recover more quickly after exercise. Mm -hmm. So those are the three drugs and what they do. Um, Shout out to you, Mix, for um, giving these this Mm -hmm. uh thing and the first thing that I want to say is that it first of all that thread made me feel physically ill because Mm -hmm. the amount of pressure that people put Camilla under is horrible but being on heart medication that's something even more like that's it's it's like heart medication it's it's not fun it's not fresh it's not not good it's not easy breezy if you don't cover girl you know no, it's not. Exactly. Yes. Like I, you should not be on medication if you do not need it. And not only yeah. that, like if she does, like people are claiming that she actually does have a heart problem. Mm-hmm. So what the hell are they doing? Letting this poor 15 year old with a fucking heart problem do this amount of exercise. That is so dangerous. So, and yes. alternatively, sorry, just one second. No, you're good. Um, alternatively, if she does develop something those medications can hide the symptoms, Mm -hmm. which is even more problematic. So she could like, there's 50 different shades of fucked up here. So at this point, I would like to bring in the teeny tiny bit of research. And there's one YouTube video series I started watching on YouTube and it is by, this sounds so sketchy, but I promise worth your time. If you're, you're into the figure skating drama, I recommend it's a YouTube channel. That's literally just called Fran and it's this woman. <laughs> we love you, Fran. We love you, Fran, who just does like really talented video essays that are like an hour long on figure skating. And she had a series that started coming out two weeks ago before the doping stuff came out that was titled What is Happening to Women's Figure Skating 
an essay, part one. And she discusses in detail um, the coach who coached um, the all of the main Russian figure skaters who were in the Olympics this last year, um, who got first, second, and fourth, respectfully. Um, and those are um, Anna Sherbakova, Alexandra Trusova, um, and Camila Velieva. And their coach is, um, her name's, last name's Tuburitse. And this is a coach that it has been recognized, um, I believe by the ISU, which is the, I think the International Skating Union. Um, she's been very recognized within the sport, but she has also been compared. She's to, one best coach. Yes. And she's been compared to the Carolis, who, if you are familiar with gymnastics, that's not really like a good thing necessarily. Because no. The Carolis ran the um, national team. She, uh, the Carolis were the United, Nation, United States um, national team coordinators, uh, until 2016. And they were responsible for years of emotional and physical abuse. And mm -hmm. they also let Larry Nasser, who, if you don't know that name, you're lucky. Um, they also let Larry Nasser, uh, rape and sexually mm -hmm. abuse up young to girls. 300 young girls. Yeah. under their watchful eye that so, they say, by the way, they didn't know about. Right. So Tuberite has been compared to that. So this essay was really interesting because basically what it talks about is over the last, um, let's say decade or so, Team Tuberite has very specifically come into prominence. When I think about, so like the last Olympics, Winter Olympics, I was super into figure skating. I had a friend who is listening to this podcast right now um, who was really into it. And so she got me into it, which is, you know, the best thing in the world is when like a good friend gets you into the thing they're obsessed with. And so Period. during that time, um, I'm going to Google their names so I can try and pronounce them properly. Um, 2018, Pyong Chang figure skating, figure skating. Um, and I'm going to give you some names. So Alina Zagatova, she won the gold in 2018. She was also on team Tuberitze. Um, and, and she was also 15 years old. She was also 15 years old. And my favorite at the time, um, and who was the favorite, who was, and this is interesting, who was the favorite to win gold, Ivenya Medvedeva. Medvedeva, I don't want to say your last name. Um, they were the big figure skaters at the time, and they were both under Team Tuberitze, and that individual won silver. So what I started learning after watching Fran's things is there is a pattern within Team Tuberitze of, and there is a very conspicuous um, presentation of these figure skaters as products. When you listen to Tuberitze talk about her athletes, she discusses them as if they are products coming out of a factory. And she does not expect those products to have a long shelf life. She expects them to kind of break down. She expends that, expects them to burn bright as stars and then go away. And so what has happened a lot in the last couple of years is you will have an athlete like um, Camila Villaveva, I, the name Valieva. is Valieva. <laughs> You'll have an athlete like Camila who is favored to win gold and will win gold at worlds and all the other major championships. And then when they get to the Olympics, they will lose. And a younger, newer, slightly less known talent 
from Team Tuberitsa will win instead. And that's what happened in 2018, was there was this whole narrative about Yevenya and Alina and Alina being younger. And there was this whole, they were teammates, but the media constructed this whole rivalry between them. And what ended up happening was Yevenya, I think, fell for one of the first times. Alina ends up winning gold, all this stuff. You come now to 2022 and a very similar things happened, right? Where you have Camila getting fourth. Like doping stuff aside, she has one of the worst skates of her entire career. And you have Anna. And winning. it was horrifying. Oh my God. I it was her performance like, was like not it was it was like for me as like a former athlete, you were you're a former athlete as well. Like we both you both grew up doing sport. I grew up doing basically every sport under the planet. I mean, I yeah. did. Irish dancing for years. I did ballet, jazz, tap. I did camogie, which is an Irish sport, um, soccer, taekwondo, you name it. I basically fucking tried it because I have issues with commitment. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm pretty sure, Margo, you grew up doing lacrosse, didn't you? I grew up doing a lot of sports, but lacrosse was the one that stuck, I think, lacrosse. the longest. Um, like it was horrifying because, in my opinion, like, I was even saying to Margot the other day while we were talking, I was like, three things can um, exist in the same world. You can say that one, um, Camila Valieva is an incredible skater and she is as, so talented. Mm -hmm. Two, you can also say that she is not to blame for her, um, for the doping scandal. And three, that she shouldn't have been skating. Yeah, those can um, all be true. <laughs> those can all be true. Like, yeah, it doesn't just because you, um, like one for the integrity of the sport, but two, like, holy crap, like she's had the entire world, like even Jonathan Van Ness, Adam Rippon, they yeah. were like shitting on her, like this whole week. Everyone had an opinion. Everyone was trying to like, everyone was trying to like get her kicked off or yeah. you know whatever it was she probably didn't have a support system which we saw during the broadcast that she did not have a good enough support system to get through all that to then put that poor child and she is a child to put that poor child on an international stage just to watch her fail was devastating it you was saw so... that poor little girl falling apart in front of your eyes during and that you escape. know what I would like to say though and it was so devastating but I think it was also so powerful to watch because she kept getting back up and she kept trying to yeah. do the jumps and she could have very easily skied up to the judges and said no or can I go again which is you know isn't that something that I think Tanya Harding famously did? Yes. So yes. she could have done that, did that, and she didn't. She went through and she fought and she finished that program to the best of her ability. And I think that is very impressive. That um, is so impressive. And the other thing too, is when we're talking about support system, one of the things I learned from this YouTube documentary is that winner from 2018, Alina, her mother was not allowed to move to Moscow. Her coach, Tuberitze, said to her mom, you can't, you're going to distract your daughter. So that child who was 15 when she won Olympic gold could not see her mother until she won Olympic gold. 
at that point, that was her reward essentially. And her mother was allowed to move to Moscow. And then afterwards, when due to injuries and also due to growing up and like, this is the other thing about Tuberidze is she tends to teach a way of jumping that is unhealthy for young skaters, especially as they age, which tends to hurt their back. They put extra pressure on their back. And so as they get older, you see these athletes, like once they get to 17, when puberty is hitting, they're not able to continue this jumping technique and they end up injuring themselves. So after all this happens, Alina just kind of is just kind of now absent from the sport. And you'll hear Tuberitze like talking shit about her in the press. And so when I think about knowing that now watching Camila come off that ice, I think a lot of people, it's really easy to say, where are her parents? That's a good question. If I was a parent, I wouldn't separate myself from my child. But at the same time, when I watch that, I'm like, who knows if her parents are allowed to be around her right now? But also, I mean, um, realistically, like if we're comparing them to the Carolis, they had the same strategy, right? Mm -hmm. Um, that they, no parents were allowed at national team camp. No, they weren't allowed to see them in the hotel rooms. They weren't allowed to stay with them. Um, and also, but also when you are like, when your child is being trained by the person who is deemed to be the best coach in the world, you in your head you have to go well I mean she probably has her methods right Mm -hmm. like maybe that's just one of her things like she's so experienced she's so successful she knows what um what will get the best results so if you know she explained to a parent that look um this is hard work this is x y and z and we don't let parents move to the area because um, we need their full commitment or we need this, mm-hmm. we need that. Like, let's be real. She is abusive as hell and abusive people know how to manipulate people, um, into doing what they want. So I wouldn't be like, I don't think like it's necessarily the parents, like yeah. you're so right. The parents probably don't even have access to her at this time. And if you want to hate a Terry, um, even more, uh, someone tweeted rocker at rocker skating. So once again, another very reputable source, (laughs) imagine having the most devastating performance of your life after a week when your life changed multiple times and you were thrust into a media spectacle, you get off the ice and your coach asks you, why did you let it get to you? Why did you stop fighting? And that, that is not so comfort. angry, especially because like, like I said, like she was fighting, getting she up every fighting. single time you fall and doing the jump again. And at that point, like there's a point in that program where you think she's going to fall on every jump and she doesn't fall on every jump. She falls yeah. in the first two and then she gets up and she hits a couple times. And that is, and so that was the triple axle, right? I, it was a like, she jump. did hit a triple axle. I'm pretty sure she did. And I, I just found like so much, it's like so much information that I know about skating is coming to play too, because there's so many aspects of the story. You've got an abusive coach of Tuberitze who also makes these girls subjected to weighing every day. Like we said, they're not necessarily yes, let me get around their parents. Like 
I on this documentary um, I was listening to, I heard that Tuberitze didn't want more than 200 grams. I don't know the metric system, but she didn't want a change of more than 200 grams per day between days of her athletes. When they are 15 and going through puberty, and 200 grams can change with your menstruation. And so like, and taking drugs that, and like trying to stop menstruation and stop puberty from occurring. Yeah. I also have this thing that uh, says Tuberitze has come to be regarded as the world's leading expert in creating figure skating champions, but her methods are no secret. The Atari girls talk openly about not being able to drink water during competitions. They do their best to delay puberty by eating only powdered nutrients or by taking Lupron, a puberty blocker known to induce menopause. They're subjected to daily public weigh-ins and verbal and physical abuse, and they compete while injured, huffing smelling salts Mm -hmm. while wearing knee braces and collapsing in pain after programs. And this is, this brings us back to, you were talking about how Camila has a drug in her system that has to do with breathing, right? Yeah. Well, in a competition over the last year, Anna, who won gold, she, after Which we'll get to, by the way. Yes. After we'll completing her. her short program in that competition, she had just, she had just gotten COVID and she was just recovering from COVID. She comes off the ice and she is laying on her coach's shoulder and she can't breathe. And I that did smelling, see that. Yeah. That smelling salts part is because the only way that athlete who was, I think 17 was able to complete compete was because she took smelling salts beforehand to get through the program. Which is awful. And then, um, wasn't it like the next day they had, what was it? The first day was the short and mm-hmm. the following next day, day was, the, was free the, skate. the free skate. Yeah. But during the free skate, um, like when she came off the ice, she was totally fine. Yeah. Which is really strange. Like, obviously, I don't want to speculate as to what that is. Yeah. Um, because I don't know enough, but what do you think it is? Right. It makes you, and that's the other thing that's so terrible about this whole story is you begin to question every athlete because, yeah. and like, so there's the, the abuse section of it. Then there's the section Which, of, yeah the media and the skating authorities and this way skating is judged. Yeah. Like there are so many aspects to this story. So like the whole skating thing was awful. Do you want to start talking about the after part now? Oh yeah. Um, so this is so disjointed, but I'm enjoying this is really disjointed, but, um, I think this was more structured than the one that we tried to do last week. Because we did yeah. try to talk about this last week, but honestly, our conversation was a little bit all over the place. And now um, knowing that this happened, I'm glad that was cut from the last episode. I'm really glad that was cut. so much um, has happened since then. So let's talk about after, you know, Camila fell apart. I mean, she came off the ice and she was bawling her eyes out crying. Yeah. Bawling. Um, her coaches... Are allegedly her. are blaming her why did you do x y and z which is awful um but also um the washington post is reporting yesterday that the adults in the room left her alone um during the network's thursday night coverage of the game like they left mean? her on her own um by herself like in a hotel yeah <gasps> this is what oh on thursday my night. god 
um which i'm pretty sure thursday night was the, the night of the free skate right like it after was the yeah metal it film. was yeah so they left her alone in the room while it was airing and um, so while she while could it was airing, see um, if she had a, a um a tv in that room if they she definitely had, did yeah they and if she had did. any access to any of the outside world through the internet like she was able then to see twitter instagram you name yep. it like you're telling me that like <laughs> Olympic Village doesn't have a fucking VPN so they can yeah. do well, watch Instagram. Well, I'm wondering, like, did they give her her phone back? They definitely gave it back. Yeah. I don't think they, I don't think they took it off her. Oh, okay. Because that would require them being like, maybe this is bad. Maybe we should, like, give a shit about her. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, portrayed yeah, yeah. by some this week as the villain, by others as the victim. She is, in fact, the victim of the villains. The coaches and national and the committee surrounding Camila Valieva, whether they orchestrated, prescribed, or enabled, all of this is unclear. But what is certain, they failed to protect her. Yeah. Um, and so we've I got mean, Camila Valieva, who comes off the coming ice, off the bawling ice. her eyes out. She has to go sit in the press box just to the worst skate of her life. You then and, cut to, they, they announce that her and they're score, waiting. They're, they're waiting. waiting to see what score she gets because um if she had placed if she had meddled then there wouldn't be a medal ceremony there wouldn't be a because like, of the doping situation and the ongoing exactly. investigation um and then following that she gets she fourth. she gets fourth which by the and way so, like, I don't know much about skating scoring I know a little I think personally, it's really weird that she got fourth. And of course, I think that has to do with the base value of her jumps and how that kind of just demonstrates how screwed up scoring is in skating. Yeah. But the concept that I don't, let me look who got fifth place, but I, I watched the fifth place skater go and that skate was far cleaner and far more artistic. Uh, but I mean Higuchi from Japan hers was glorious I think she had the Lion King skate didn't she she did and, and it was that was beautiful. a beautiful skate and I I think it's really absurd that she per- didn't get fourth you know like I I don't understand in my yeah. brain how Villeva got fourth but that's besides the point like Go I think that <laughs> in a in a way um figure skating is a mu- is much like gymnastics yes. where there is a an execution Yes. And there's also a difficulty value, right? Like a difficulty score. Um, And I think a lot of people said the same about the floor exercise uh, at the Olympics where Jade Perry won gold, but her artistry, which everyone laughs about, I mean, she can't dance to save her life. Even she knows that. um, And she says it, um, but she had this absolutely incredible tumbling. And then Vanessa Ferrari, who had this beautiful piece um, like emotional and artistic and like yeah. just stunning, but didn't have as hard of like tumbling passes. She yep. got second and people were saying the same. And I do think there is a space, like there should be more artists because it is artistic gymnastics mm-hmm. and it is like figure skating is meant to be artistic too, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Um, there is, there should be a place where they get artistry points. There should be. They do. And, and that's the problem is, but it's so up to judge interpretation. Like yeah. I assume gymnastics that it's so easy to screw with it and mess with it. Yeah. But I also think 
that there is a place for um, yes pioneering technical yeah technical difficult skills like I mean if if um if there wasn't then we wouldn't have the we wouldn't be able to see the absolutely incredible shit that Simone Biles can do because it, it is difficulty um yeah so I think there is a place for both, but I yeah. think that, uh, I mean, I do understand where they got the third and the fourth because the base value for those jumps were probably, sorry, the fourth and the fifth, because the base value of those jumps were really freaking difficult. But I yes. think for people that are what gymnastics fans like to call four-year fans, which is fans of the sport post during the, Olympics. the Olympic year. <laughs> yeah. Like during the Olympic year, like the, the whole the cycle the yeah no 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 like just the olympic year oh okay like the just the one year and oh then like you, me like, like i am a four-year fan of all the things yeah i am a four-year fan of of figure skating but yeah, like too. i think for four-year fans it can be very difficult to be like oh my god how did x person get like this that and the other because like once again like we don't know right what, what the scoring is like um but I think that, so like, there's a place, in my opinion, there's a place for both. Yeah. Um, I'm in one way, and Camila actually did say this, which is absolutely heartbreaking. Um, Camila did say that, that she, that at least there would be a medal ceremony. Yeah. Like as soon as they announced that she was fourth, um, they said, well, at least at least they get a medal ceremony. And I think one, that's devastating. And two, it shows that like, you know, she's a kid. Yeah. And sake. I also she's just like, child. these are her, those athletes, the, the skaters that got first and second, she's grown up with those skaters. They have been told their entire lives that they were going to sweep the podium. They've been told that every single day. Yep. Those, some of those skaters, I don't remember what combinations of them, but some of those skaters left to a different coach together and then went back to Tuberitze together. Yeah. So they have been through it all together. And together. I think that can lead us into the conversation about the reactions. Oh, okay. And also, and- before we move into that, let's talk about false equivalencies in this thing, because I feel like there's so many false equivalencies. So for the people who don't know, Shikari Richardson, an mm. American track and field athlete who wasn't able to go to the Olympics because she tested positive for uh, weed, for marijuana, um, after Olympic trials, I think, or right I before them. Um, she's saying that it's because she is Black and Camila Valieva is white and a skater and so and so on. And I feel like that is somewhat of a false equivalency. Um, I think it's a little bit of both personally. I think it's a little bit of both because, um, I mean, she's a white little girl. Um, and I'm pretty sure that must've had some kind of effect on the decision by the council to, um, let her skate. But also I think that Shikari Richardson took those drugs by herself. Um, although she was grieving for her mother, and I absolutely understand that, she did take the drugs by her, herself. She was not forced. She was not a child. She how old was, a, was she, by the way? I, I do want to ask that real quick. Um, 
She is 21 years old. And that was last year, two years ago. So she would have been 20, 19, 20. She would have been my age. Yeah. So I think for me, for me, that's the difference. I think arguments can be made regarding the fact that she was banned using weed. And like, I think from the standpoint of the reaction of the International Olympic Committee and the IOC, I think that's, I think that's a fair equivalency. I think where it is a bit of a false equivalency is when we're discussing age, but I do think when it comes yeah. to the punishment, I think there there's a discussion to be had there about yes. the differences. Um, like there is, <laughs> like, I think there is a difference and it shouldn't be um, like, if we're going to have the conversation about the differences, then we should have a conversation about all the differences, not yes. just, not just the differences in race, but the differences in age and situation and um yeah all that kind of stuff um because I so think the punishment that, is a fair argument but yeah continuing yes, on. yes 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 yeah yeah so let's talk I, about the teammates the gold medalist and the silver medalist of the olympics so number one and number four, two in the world number one and two in the world which are anna sherbakova she won gold and alexandra and alexandra trusova who won silver okay so Number one was literally when she won, she was sat there by herself and she said herself in the presser that was afterwards that she felt numb. I would like, and this is where I'd like to give a huge shout out to bronze medalist Kaori Sakamoto, because if you watch um, the immediate aftermath of the announcement, the first person to hug Anna is Kaori and she is the only person to hug her that we see on camera for a couple minutes and I think that's just a really beautiful testament to figure skating and sportsmanship (laughs) and I don't think we're talking about enough that the bronze medalist was the first person to congratulate the gold to congratulate her um they basically left like Terry and Co her band of minions left her sitting alone and the poor child was literally sitting there holding a stuffy like holding a teddy um like a little thank teddy god bear. for the teddy at thank least she had something to do with her hands because... exactly <laughs> i would have been sitting there like what do i, I would have been like hands? what do i do um so she was just clutching this poor bear and she looked bloody miserable she looked shocked and she looked shocked um and then sasha who was number two? Wait, and She's real the quick one... before we go to to um, uh, Sasha Alexandra, um, I I want to mention real quick. I don't understand why Anna was left alone, because from the very minimal knowledge I have of Tuberitze, my opinion of that coach is that if you had a gold medalist win, whoever it was, you would be with them and celebrating with them. Because you right. want to put on the show that they're the best. And so what I don't understand about this aspect of the story is I don't understand why Tuber would say wasn't there. Because everything I, I know about that anything. coach would tell me that she would be like celebrating. But my her. theory, my theory is because Sasha was was hysterical. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, no, not even that. Sasha was just hysterical. So I'm guessing she had to go, like, it would have been objectively worse if she had sat there with um, Anna um, and just left 
Sasha sitting on her own, like losing her fucking mind. And for as a like as an uh, like the Olympics means you are the best in the freaking world. You are the best at your sport, at your craft, at your passion in the world. Sitting there numb should not be the reaction. And Mm. I think that is what this is what abuse looks like. This is what abuse looks like. You just don't give a damn. Like you are past the point of caring because you are not doing it for yourself anymore. There is no joy in what you're doing because you know it's not about you. And it was never about you. I think the other thing, yeah. I think the other thing too that, so like I've already said, like so much about these skaters was they were going to sweep the podium. And I feel like Mm -hmm. when I watch the reactions of those skaters, I see a misunderstanding of, Anna going, I I, I, th- I don't know exactly how was this so going to break Anna, down, but I think Anna was supposed to get second or third. So Anna was basically told that, first of all, Terry drilled it into her head that if she landed all five of her quads, then she would win gold. Right. And that was the um, other thing too, and, because yes. And she was also told that like she was prepared to win silver to Camila. Yes. She was not prepared. prepared to win silver to Anna. And that is something, Anna. that's the other thing I wanted to bring up. And I'm glad you did because she did something that, that's the other thing that's so sad is there's a lot to be said about quads and figure skating. There's a lot of problems with quads and what you need to be able to do to land five quads is pretty much right now putting young athletes in places where they're very easily to be exploited and abused because it's yes. young figure skaters who are able to do that. But she yeah. did make history at the Olympics. She landed five quads. That's insane. That hasn't been a thing, but it's not enough. happened, but it's and- not enough. And, and also at the same time, like she's just, it's so, so frustrating because we're also, I haven't seen many headlines and much discussion of the fact kind of in the broader world that she did land five quads. And that yeah. is history and that is groundbreaking. And it makes me sad that we're not talking about that because yeah. we're talking about the reaction at the end, yes. which is the and reaction any frustrated 15 year old who's being abused would have. <laughs> would have. I think that like, but like, this is the problem. And in Pyeongchang, we had the same thing where um, Alina was sitting alone, numb, mm-hmm. while... Um, Evgenia Evgenia was was having a meltdown Mm -hmm. this is like it's a pattern that's what happens when a Terry pits all of these little girls against each other and kind of equating their worth and her love for them to their successes to their successes athletes that's what happens when you do that and without a support system because their parents aren't allowed to move. They don't have anybody outside of the skating world because that is all they do. So yeah. it is a pattern that like, this is like, of course you're not like in a way you're not going to be, you're going to be happy for your friend, but you're not going to be happy that you, you feel like nothing you do is enough. Basically. Nothing you do is enough. Exactly. Can we real quick, the final aspect of this conversation I want to have is I want to ask you about the 
like the immediate media coverage of the event. I want to know how you feel NBC did, um, how Johnny Weir did, how um, Tara Lipinski did, um, and then how the broader internet is there. Yes, thank God Johnny Weir could speak Russian. (laughs) Could speak Russian because he was literally like, dude, shut the fuck up. I want to hear what they're saying. I I am, I know there are a lot of people who don't like Tara Lipinski and Johnny Weir. I'm not one of them. I personally like them. And the quickness with which Johnny Weir went, you guys think I just dress funny and I'm very camp, but ha, no, I am a reporter. And he was like, <laughs> she just said this. Like he fully just went full reporter, investigative reporter full mode. Reporter. And, and here's what I'll say. Cause I, I asked the question. I watched you, but... the British ones. Okay. Okay. Cause so, so you can I tell me how the, the British, British ones did. Cause personally watching, I know a lot of people, I, I feel like Tara Lipinski and Johnny Weir presented it in a very respectful way they both said repeatedly they felt bad for all of the athletes and they repeatedly put blame on the ioc the um the isu and tuberitze they were they were very clear i also think it's important to note and i didn't know this until this year that tara lipinski won when gold when she was 15 so and she's the one that contributes to the um the, she's the one that contributed to the uh, Russian doping isn't the only problem in figure skating um, article that's currently going viral. Um, oh, I didn't, I didn't see that article yet. Yeah. It's a really, and she literally just says the same thing that like, this is freaking ridiculous. Um, and that, you know, regardless of if, yes, of course, every athlete should be clean or whatever, but it is only on the U, the Russian anti-doping agency and the CAS, which is the court of arbitration for sport. Um, yeah. And I, that this is ridiculous. And yeah. you know what, um, how, when the Larry Nasser scandal came out, the question was how much is a little girl worth? Yeah. And these people just proved nothing. Yeah, little nothing. girls are worth they're replaceable nothing. they're someone that you they are they are athletes that you can churn out and then replace you can break them down and once they break you can throw them away and move on to the next model sports is meant to be something something like it's a way to move your body it's something fun I was my roommate was in here when I was watching it and I said to her I was like this is like a train wreck that I know I shouldn't be looking at and I, on the one hand, feel like I shouldn't be watching, but at the same time, I can't look away because I, and I put it's that like onus, kill. yes. And I put that onus on NBC and the, whoever was filming and broadcasting those images, because I think it's one thing to show just a clip of Anna sitting yeah. alone or just a clip of Camila crying, but to, especially when I think for me, it was with Sasha, especially to have that camera follow Follow Sasha as she is breaking down and literally trying to hide in a corner yeah I think that's a problem and I think that's something again people aren't talking about enough is yeah why are we why is it okay to broadcast the emotional breakdowns of three teenagers um it's very exploitative and you know what they did this they do the same thing like I know I'm bringing up gymnastics no there's a lot of there's a lot of but there's a lot of crossover um, similarities and where I know like during Olympic trials and during the Olympics in general 
um, Simone was crying and Simone was having a very clearly rough time. Yeah. And they continued to be like, Simone's the best. Simone's going to win. Simone's going to win the gold. Yeah. Let's look at Simone. And the camera would always be on Simone. And I'm like, dude, stop mm-hmm. it. It is so exploitative to be like, hey, let's show these kids having like a mental breakdown and, you know, make money from it. Like, because yeah. they're making money off, off of it. And NBC proceeded to upload it to YouTube as well. Sasha was saying that like that she didn't want to go back up there she never wanted to skate again that she hated the sport she yes. hated the coaches um, oh my god they did put it on there yeah that's oh my god and the picture they oh used, I found the translation I found the, the translation oh you did okay and the picture they yeah. use is a zoom on in of Sasha's face with like mascara yeah. running down and down it's horrible um so Sasha is yelling and screaming that everyone has it everyone has a gold but me I hate I hate I hate this I'm never going back here ever and she's referring to Camila got a gold medal in the team event and and um Anna got the gold gold in singles this in the singles so she's the literally the only one without a gold medal and she was ready like she was she was okay with potentially losing to Camila but not not losing to Anna I also, I, I also, when I was watching the NBC stuff, there's a part where Johnny Weir's translating and she's like, there's um, like a handler from Beijing who's trying to like tell her to walk over here. And she's yeah. trying to explain in Russian that she doesn't speak English and she doesn't, you know, she does, she can't speak to them and she's breaking down and like, she's trying to over, she's 15, having a breakdown, trying to overcome a language barrier because she's yeah. in a foreign nation competing in front, front of literally millions of people around the world. Literally. You also, I have to ask, like, I probably, I don't think it probably doesn't even cross their mind, but it's like, there's so much talk about Ukraine and Russia and like war right now. And you have to wonder like the international implications of Ooh. like this situation. Cause I just, I saw some tweet somewhere that like, or some comment on YouTube that was like, I just know Putin is pissed right now, you know, when it comes to the figure, figure skating stuff. Cause because, and you know what, you're so right. The Olympics is the one time every four, every two years, really. Cause there's, you know, winter and yeah. summer where, where authoritarian governments are able to be like, yes, we're authoritarian, but look at the incredible athletes. And <laughs> like for those nations, it sounds so silly, but for those nations, like this isn't just it another matters. walk in the park. Like, I, I feel like this is something you build up to. It's a flex. And when you bring those gold medals home, that is a big deal. And you become an international superstar in that nation. And so in this moment where like, I there's know, so much um, talk about Russia invading Ukraine. And like, I, I personally am of the opinion of like, I like the idea that like Putin is waiting for the Olympics to be over before he invades invades Ukraine which is pretty much what he did with Sochi right because like wasn't it after the Sochi Olympics that he's like hey Crimea knock (laughs) knock bitch like is that not what he did in 2014 no I can just totally see Putin sitting in his room like quad 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 literally (laughs) (laughs) and so for me I bet Putin's out there like damn i we needed to pick me up in the ratings for russia yeah. because we got we're about to go and work on a little war and in a way i feel like it's like yes 
yes, judge, I did steal. I did like rob that bank. But look at all these bills I paid. <laughs> like literally, it's like, yes, yes, I, I did commit some human rights um, violations. However, look at these incredible 15 year olds. Yes. That are and being exploited. How, that are being exploited. Because I can totally see Putin being like, spin, bitches, spin, spin. <laughs> like sitting, sitting like, at home. Like legitimately, Angelica, when Angelica Melnikova, when she came back from Tokyo, um, she got a BMW for Mr. Putin. <laughs> Mr. Putin gave her a BMW. She was like, she literally sat there posing with this, with her gold medal and her BMW being like, thank you, Putin. Mm. Like... <laughs> That means that at the end of the day, these girls get to go back to their country and they will still at large, when you look at the country at large, they will likely still have support in that country. And yes. I, I do think like that they'll is a good never, thing. They'll never have to... Um, they won't have like, to defend themselves as much in Russia. And not only that, they won't financially struggle, which I yeah. think is like, it's such a small, like, I would much rather financially struggle than be emotionally abused the way that they have been. But yeah. my God, if there's something that like, even a little something well, that I- who like, knows oh, if they, they are going to be set up for life. Cause it's like, you don't know how much, cause they're kids. You don't know how much of the money they get to keep. Well, surely um, Camila, like she'll get sponsorships. Like that's but the thing. Until she's 18, but until she's 18, will she get the money from those sponsorships? Will she see any that of that so money? True. But also I think the saddest thing, as much as I would love to see, I would love to see an Atiri free um Camila adult 2026 yes. serve. I would love to see that. I I am manifesting it. I don't think it's gonna happen. But I, don't I do. Think it's gonna happen. I do. But hope I they all come back. And I hope Sasha comes back because people say that like Sasha didn't have any artistry, and like hers is definitely more of a clusterfuck, like her free skate. But yes. we are missing the point that she danced to selections from Cruella. Yeah, a movie that is about an extremely talented <laughs> fashion designer whose talent is not respected and is constantly overlooked. Because like, I think there's some I, artistry there that we're not I think that, we're not discussing. <laughs> also, like if you're just following what's gonna get you the highest score. Yeah. Artistry does not get you doesn't get you a score as much it's so subjective. As, as high so of a subjective. score as as difficulty will. So she's yeah. just doing difficulty. Like I don't blame her for doing that because she wants to yeah. win. To add a journalist yesterday said that he saw Camila Valieva greeted by her entourage with quote tremendous coldness like I hope people come to the realization and I I hate that Jonathan Van Ness and um and Adam Rippon were okay, can I say so much to Adam Rippon to that effect though because yeah. he should know better he's been in this world he, he gets it at the same time he did have an act he, he is a coach this year he yeah. is coaching Mariah Bell and so for him I do think part of his reaction comes from the point of view of I have this talented skater who doesn't feel like she can, what she does matters anymore because the IOC is letting this athlete compete. Oh, also on kind of that same note, did you yeah. know that the Olympic, I think it's either the FIG or the IOC delivered the vault that Rebecca Andrade won her vault Olympic gold medal to her. Like it is now at 
the national training facility in Brazil. Like they gave her the vault. That's really cool. That yeah. seems like a great award. Now I just really want to see Jade Carey get like a like a knock on her door at her dorm room at Oregon State. She opens the door and it's just this like delivery dude being like, hey, so here's the Olympic floor exercise. Like, you, I don't know. Where, where do you want it? From a personal point of view, like, and also from a gymnastics fan point of view, yeah. like it is possible to create high quality um, figure skating and high quality gymnastics. That's ethical. While that is, yes. While fostering an environment for an athlete that is healthy and that is like really good and that makes them not only into a good athlete but into a good individual and like making sure that they're a well-adjusted healthy like physically and mentally like healthy person and if you don't think that frankly you shouldn't be allowed near a child ever (laughs) The U.S. is just pissed that we're in like sixth or whatever in the Olympics overall. So we keep like every oh, time someone, uh, yeah, the U.S. is like in fifth or sixth, and I think they're pissed because like because it's like uh, I don't want to say her name, Eileen Gu. I think the U.S. keeps bringing the whole situation up because they're just pissed that she's won three ma- medals for China instead of the U.S. And they're pissed that Michaela Schifrin didn't finish because they need the more gold medals because we're losing. And they're really yeah. mostly pissed about the doping scandal because they're mad that they didn't win a medal. They're just they, mad I that they, <laughs> yeah. And like, honestly, I find it hilarious because people are like, we hate immigrants go back to your country fuck you like and then it's the immigrants who keep winning gold and then when they go when they are like okay i guess i'll go back to my country and win gold medals for my country they'll be like hey come back are you a patriot or aren't you and it's like (laughs) i don't know you tell me you tell me like Like, that's not my problem it's like you can have eileen or not that's on you besties like we can if we 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 could want we could have we could open Eileen with open arms and meet her, but you chose violence. <laughs> you violence. chose to literally like be an asshole. So guess like, what? Literal now violence towards serving. Chinese Americans. So like a go Eileen. The Olympics are so hard because I love the Olympics and I think they're so fun and I like how there is I like how they are a cultural event that the entire world can talk about. I think that's fun. Um, but I think they just come along with a lot of ethical issues and I, I want to solve them because I don't want the Olympics to go away because I love it so much. But um, yeah, I feel like there just needs to be serious reform. Okay, question of the podcast. I didn't know we were doing this, but <laughs> we are now. <laughs> I, I just we are now. <laughs> we are now. Um, if you could do a sport like any Olympic sport, what would it be? Because, you know, mine would be gymnastics. Yeah, I, of course would I feel like I would be a vault and floor specialist like I feel I would do I would be shitty on bars because my I have the upper arm strength of screech wait are we assuming we have our current athletic abilities or can we assume that we have better athletic abilities like we have better athletic abilities but I still think my upper arm strength would be crap because yeah I've always had really bad like even when I was doing like 10 15 hours a week of exercise my upper arm strength was horrible so I feel like I would be also while I did gymnastics I was really good at vault 
I, of course, I'd be, I'd love to be a gym girl. I'd love to be a skating girl. I think I would end up choosing like uh, some ski event um, just because I love skiing. And like, I just think it'd be really fun to go ski on those courses. Like to go ski on an Olympic course sounds so fun to just be like, yeah, I've skied at the course in Beijing. Like, I just, I just think that's really cool. Like, I just want to go ski around the world. So that seems really cool to me. This is the end of the podcast for this week. Um, This clusterfuck of an episode. This clusterfuck of an episode. Gabby, have so much fun editing this. I hate you. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, make sure to um, follow Oceans Apart podcast on Spotify, Apple, maybe. I don't know. It's I don't not know on Apple so. yet. We're getting Okay, there. well, whatever. We're getting uh, there. We're- um, <laughs> you can follow and us give on us a review. Give us a review. Oh, my God. Five-star reviews would be so appreciated. If you don't, if you if you don't like it, you don't want to give them five stars, you can just send a little email to oceansapart1353 at gmail.com with your um opinions but like just give us five star reviews because we are way too small to accept anything else so if you have constructive criticism please send it to the email or dm us um on instagram at oceans apart podcast or on twitter at oceans apart pod exactly and um yeah see you next week see you next week that's it